Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Matt Adams Podcast, broadcasting here live from Castle Adams on the beautiful southeast side of Indianapolis. For the third episode here, I'm going to talk a little bit about cord cutting and some of the different streaming services that are available and that I have personal experience with. There is a little bit of a caveat in there, however, because I have not used the PlayStation View service. I've heard that that is a very good one. I should probably go ahead and give it a trial run at some point. I have given most of the other streaming services a try. Mainly, I'm going to talk about Sling TV, Hulu Live, YouTube TV, and Direct TV Now. Because those are the four streaming services that I have experience with. For a little bit of background, for a long time, my wife and I were customers of AT&T Uverse. We had no problem with it. It worked fine. We had plenty of DVR storage and space, so that was never a problem. We had good channel selection. For me, I'm a big sports fan, so it's very important for me, especially with the local teams, to have a few channels. I wouldn't say it's non-negotiable not to have these channels, but they're pretty important to me because I watch a lot of sports. And AT&T Uverse did fine. We had Fox Sports Indiana, Fox Sports Ohio, so that meant I could watch the Indiana Pacers and the Cincinnati Reds, which obviously NBA plays a lot. Baseball games are played almost every day during the season, so you get a lot of value from those channels if you follow those teams. Obviously, they had ESPN and the Big Ten Network, just about everything that you would need, and then, of course, your local channels and all kinds of cable channels that you may or may not need because they are bundled together. The problem with that is you end up paying a lot of money for some channels that you don't necessarily want. I have no problem paying somewhat of a premium price on those ESPN networks. I will watch them, although I watch a lot less ESPN than I used to. So that's worth it, even though you're paying a little bit more to get those channels. But for someone who's not into sports, in that cable bundle that you're paying for, you're also paying a premium price for that ESPN carriage fee. And... That is not a channel that you use very often. So you're sort of subsidizing the rest of the channels by paying for ESPN in a way. And that's not cool. You're, you're paying more for something that you're not using. And that is probably the biggest drawback of some of these cable packages. Same way with Comcast. Same way with DirecTV, the traditional DirecTV. Same thing with Uverse. Here in Indiana... We pretty much have, here in Indianapolis anyway, we pretty much have uh, DirecTV, you've got your Dish Network, you've got Comcast, and some places have Bright House, or what used to be Bright House, which is now, I think, Spectrum. But we paid probably about $60 a month for our Uverse. That was the base price of our service. Yet, we were paying well over $120 for our cable, because once... You added in certain fees, there are local taxes, there are federal taxes you pay on these. In the early days of HD, we had to pay a, an HD carriage fee on top of your, your bill. 
And then we also had uh, we had three TVs. We had like a living room, obviously. We have sort of a den area that my wife loves to call the man cave. And then we had uh, a TV upstairs. And each of those had a box. And each box had a rental fee. We were paying a lot of money for what we felt we weren't necessarily getting a lot out of. And keep in mind, even though it wasn't as big back then, when it was first starting out, we were early Netflix subscribers. We were on the disc plan for a while, and of course then they folded that into the streaming, and we've always kind of paid that $8 per net per month per Netflix, which is now, I think, $10 a month or $11 a month now. Just kind of keeps incrementally going up. But you do get a pretty good value from Netflix. You, you get your shows from different networks that you can catch up on. Uh, and, and you're getting more and more original content from them as well. And, and I've enjoyed a lot of their programming. We also play for Amazon Prime. For us, the video stuff is kind of a bonus. We really use it more for the two-day shipping. Uh, it, it does tend to pay for itself, especially around Christmas, when you're ordering a lot of things. And to get that two-day shipping and not have to pay additional shipping on stuff, is it's worth it for us. But there is some stuff in there that I like as well. I watched uh, The Tick, and I, I tell you, it's, it's really a crazy show. It's ridiculous, but I really enjoy Jean-Claude Van Johnson. It's only six episodes. They're only half hour each. And we really, my wife and I have only watched the first two episodes, but we really like it. But we do pay for Amazon Prime, but I don't consider that a monthly expense because it's an annual fee, and we're really not paying it out of pocket each month. We also pay for Hulu, which is $8 a month. That's kind of our DVR because we have an over-the-air antenna, and that's where I watch a lot of my NFL games. I live uh, on the southeast side of Indy, and I get pretty good signals. I get the NBC and the CBS and the ABC and the Fox affiliates just fine, and the CW channel in town as well. And that's really not a problem. I tend not to DVR sports games anyway, because once you find out the result, whether or not you mean to, it's a lot more difficult to watch a game because you kind of know what's coming. Big concern for me when we first cut the cord was would I be able to watch the Indianapolis Colts football games because I'm a huge Colts fan from the Jim Harbaugh era on through Peyton Manning on to the Andrew Luck era and to their current coaching crisis. But the great thing about the NFL is in local markets, you are always going to be able to watch your team because even those games that end up on the NFL network or on Monday Night Football if you don't have ESPN or you don't have the NFL network those games have to be covered by a local channel and market so if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan and you live in Indianapolis and you have an over-the-air antenna you're going to get every game and you have everything you need to watch them and that is pretty cool we decided we'd, we'd ditch our cable plan I got a lot of resistance from my wife at first which I totally understand I mean we grew up in the cable era. We've always had it. I had cable in college, which not everybody did, but we we paid for it mostly while we were in college. And so it could be a little bit difficult for us to just rip that Band-Aid off and go ahead and get rid of our cable that we had through AT&T U-verse. But we just wanted to find some ways to cut costs, and that was an area 
where it wasn't something necessarily that we needed. So for a long time, we got rid of Uverse, took the boxes and turned them all in. We kept the internet service because we got to have internet. And we just went with the over-the-air antenna. We used Hulu and Netflix. So we went from the $120 that we were paying per month, per cable, and we pretty much distilled that down to the $8 for Hulu. You can't really figure the Netflix price into that as an additional cost because we were already paying it and we were paying the same amount for our internet service as we were before we had uh, before we got rid of the TV package. Obviously getting the Colts games was huge and that was great, but if you wanted to watch any other live sports, that is a chore. It's probably the single worst thing that goes with trying to cut the cord is trying to make sure that you can watch all the sports channels. You think, well, maybe you could get an NBA package to watch the Pacers. Well, you can only watch out-of-market games, and so local games are blacked out because of deals with the regional Fox Sports channels. They paid a lot of money for those rights. They don't want to lose them and have that money just go straight to the NBA. Same thing with the MLB package. I thought, well, we'll just look into it, and maybe we can get an MLB package. I can watch the Cincinnati Reds. Well, the MLB package is the worst thing here in Indiana because we, we don't have a baseball team. So we have a lot of different fan bases here. And we're considered to be in a lot of different markets. The team that I would want to watch would be obviously the Reds. Can't. They're blacked out in this market under the NBL, MLB package. The Cardinals also blacked out, as are the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. Do I like any of those teams other than the Reds? No, but I would watch them. Except you can't, because the MLB is blacked out for those four teams in Indiana. And it's sort of frustrating because you're like, guys, take my money, I will give it to you, and then you'll give me what I would like to watch, and I think it works out well for everybody. But that's not how it works, and I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. We really wanted to try to find a way to watch local games. You could always go to Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that and watch games, which we've done, but but that also gets expensive. You know, you're going to sit down, you're going to eat food. That adds up after a while, especially if you're doing several games. So when Sling TV launched, that has been my staple on the streaming services. I've used Sling for, I, I don't even know how long. I've used it for a long time. Now, I do remember that it's not always been great, and the first time I tried it was because I wanted to watch March Madness and there was a big game between the Butler Bulldogs and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the tournament two local teams you don't like to necessarily see the local teams have to play each other and I wanted to watch the game and I had the sling app on my Roku it had a problem that night so instead of watching the game on my television I fired up the March Madness app on my 7-inch tablet and watch the game that way. And that happened to be my trial period for Sling. I said, nope, that's not going to work. This service isn't where it needs to be right now. So that year, I didn't get to see much of the Pacers. I didn't get to watch much of the Reds. I just kind of followed the box scores, read the game summaries, and kind of form my opinion on on the teams that way you can do that and with baseball that's a necessity I mean you're talking about 162 games my father may be the only person in the world 
who watches all 162 Reds games in a year, and even then, he misses a few on the West Coast because they start at 10 o'clock, and they end very, very late here in the Eastern time zone. So Sling has been the one that I am most familiar with, but I have done trial runs of three three of the other major ones, and I have not tried uh, Fubo, and I have not tried PlayStation View. And Fubo is pretty reasonable as well. It's really designed for sports. Their price does kind of have a, they give you a nice introductory rate, and they kind of jack that up on you after a couple of months. So I, I haven't really looked into it too much. PlayStation View, I've heard a lot of good reviews, and since it does have a Roku app, I should probably have given it a try. I, I never have. And maybe after this podcast, I'll change that and report back and let you know what I uh, what I see. So let me break down and run down the, the four different services that I have used. Now, keep in mind, Sling has been the primary one the whole time. The others have been trial runs. I had a one-month run trial of DirecTV Now. I had a five-day trial of YouTube TV, and I will explain why that run should have been longer. And also, I tried Hulu Live, which should have been a, a week trial, and it was also truncated. And I will explain that as well. First, let's run down just the basic prices. For Sling, if you're looking at your basic plan, you've got a $20 plan that's about 30 channels, and it does include your ESPN and Disney channels. That is the Sling Orange plan. 20 bucks a month, you get ESPN. If you're a sports fan, that'll work for you. You also get a lot of other channels with that plan as well. I think you get uh, you get CNN, you get the Disney Channel, you've got, of course, a couple of different ESPNs, you've got Lifetime, uh, they throw in the Hallmark Channel, they have Spike TV, I mean the Paramount Network, that it has been rebranded. So you, you get a fair amount of channels with that orange package. You've got some other add-on channels that you can do there, I'll get into that here in a, in a minute. Then there's Sling Blue. Now, Sling Blue gives you more channels than Sling Orange. It costs $25. Now, for me, here in Indiana, being a sports fan, as I have explained, it is very important to me to have the regional Fox Sports Networks because Fox Sports Indiana and Fox Sports Ohio are the channels that carry Indiana Pacers and Cincinnati Reds games. The Fox Sports regional channels were not always something that Sling offered. When I did my trial run, it did not include them. They were not there. When they added them, I decided it was worth taking another shot at Sling. So I did. And then suddenly I was able to watch the Pacers and the Reds. And that was great. It was 25 bucks a month. I added $5 for the Epics movie package, which I ended up dropping because a lot of that Epics programming is, uh, ends up being Paramount movies and, and movies from a few other studios. Those end up on Hulu as on demand because they have a deal. It, it is nice to have those because then you can turn on a movie every once in a while and find one. The thing that was nice about the Epics package probably was that they're selection of on-demand stuff was pretty robust. I had wanted to see the movie Arrival for a long time, and when we would go to the video store, 
yes, we still occasionally go to the video store, we would always end up with something else. But Epix had that on. I missed the premiere of it, but it was available on the on-demand portion. Overall, probably not worth it just so that you have three more channels to see what's on that you're not going to watch. So we've done Sling Blue for a long time. Right now, we don't have any add-ons with it. But if you do want to do some add-ons, they've got some different packages that can quickly add up. For $5 extra a month, they'll give you 14 extra sports channels. They include the Pac-12, the SEC Network, Stadium, Univision Deportes, NBA TV, the NHL Network, and a few of the ESPNs. I cannot remember. It's like ESPN Goal Line, ESPNU, ESPN News with the the orange package because that's ESPN and Disney and uh, the blue package also does have the NFL network which is nice except they have had different streaming deals over the years with Amazon and Twitter and some different places so even though you've got the NFL network and the big bonus of the NFL network is the Thursday night package most of those games you can't watch through sling because the streaming rights are restricted. In addition to the sports extra package, there's also a kids extra that would tack on another $5. If you're on the Orange plan, you get Baby TV, Boomerang, Disney Junior, Disney XD, Duck TV, Nick Junior, Nicktoons, and Teen Nick. If you're on the Blue plan, you pretty much get all of those except for the Disney channels because of the way that the Sling Orange and Blue packages work. The Orange being sort of the Disney ESPN package and the Blue package being the Fox Channels package, which includes FX and FS1. Now, if you want to have both packages, normally that would cost you $45 because you'd pay 20 plus 25, but Sling does cut you a deal. And if you want both of those packages so that you have the ESPNs, and your Fox Sports Networks, then it's $40 a month for that. They will cut $5 off your bill. Gives you a, a fair number of channels to watch. So for the pros of Sling TV, it's the cheapest service overall, just from the base price. You get a pretty nice little package of, of things to watch for $20. It's really easy to add and subtract packages. Cancellation's easy. Restarting, it's easy. If you had an account, and you canceled it because you wanted to try another service, or you tried something else and then you wanted to come back, they'll, they'll save your account information, so it's really easy to just activate it all again. It's not perfect. None of them are. And that'll be an overarching theme of my thoughts on the streaming TV market as it currently is. Because while it's the cheapest service overall with the $20 package, it's got a pretty clunky interface. They, they revamped it a little bit. They added a more traditional grid-style interface to it, but the default interface that a lot of people have learned to just kind of love to hate, that's something that you'll have to deal with. I should say it's also really nice, and you wouldn't think this would be an issue because we're all, all used to having a recall or last channel button on our remote control, but they make it pretty easy for you to flip between channels. So if you're watching something on AMC, and then you want to flip over and check a score on another station, you just hit the OK button, and it flips back and forth between the channel. You get to go back to your previous channels. Sounds like a no-brainer, but it's something that I found that if you can do it on the other services, it's not easy to do, or it's, it's not easily spelled out 
on how to do that, probably because the apps are a little bit newer on the Roku interface, and they haven't quite developed it. It's just kind of, oh, here, this will work for now. Some other drawbacks of Sling, you will pay extra for DVR space. You don't have a DVR there at all, and if you want a DVR to set and record you know, your favorite programs, you do have to pay extra for that. A big problem for me with Sling is a channel that is on every other streaming network, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why they don't have the Big Ten network. It's not there, which is strange because that's sort of a, a Fox channel, and they've got the Fox Sports ch- package, and the Fox Sports Regionals, and FS1 and FS2, but they don't have the Big Ten Network. Living here in Big Ten country, being a fan of the Indiana Hoosiers, and sort of grudgingly keeping an eye on the Purdue Boilermakers, I wouldn't say it's a deal-breaker, but it it is not ideal. So I do miss having the Big Ten Channel, or the Big Ten Network, during football season and during basketball season. It stinks. I'm shocked that it is not available in that sports extra as an add-on. I'd pay $5 extra a month to have that. That that would work for me. And the thing that's nice about Sling is if I wanted that during football and basketball season, but I didn't need it over the summer, you just drop it for a few months, then you add it back onto your package. It's very easy. You just do it in your account. It's instantaneous. I will applaud them for that. Another hang-up on Big Ten Network, you don't have access to any local channels, at least at this point. You do get On demand, and on the blue package, you get NBC and Fox. I think if you do orange, you you do get ABC as well. You don't get CBS because they're off in their own world trying to do the the all-access app thing and and get five more dollars a month out of people. So you, you don't have any live local channels to watch, but you will have the network on demand content. And Sling's on demand content, it's not great. It it doesn't feel like it has the amount of back catalog offerings as some of the other streaming services. So while I've been a long-time Sling fan, I acknowledge that it has some deficiencies, and that is why I wanted to try the other services, just to see where they stood. I've been doing a little trial of YouTube TV. That launched here in the Indianapolis area not all that long ago, so... That's one thing about YouTube TV. Hasn't rolled out to everywhere just yet, but it did roll out here in Indianapolis a couple of months ago, and I decided I would do a trial of it. I got very excited because, you know, you're always looking for options because the more options you have, you feel like you've got a little bit of freedom of choice on things, which is something cable never does. So when it launched, I was very excited, but I I was stupid, and this is really not YouTube TV's fault at all but I made a major blunder. They had a two-week trial that you could sign up for right away. I signed up for it, but I didn't check a couple of key things. They didn't have a Roku app at launch, and they didn't have an Xbox One app at launch. So I had a YouTube TV trial to use for two weeks, but I could only watch it on a tablet. At the time, I had a Windows phone. Yes, I had a Windows phone, Those people do exist, although now I'm an Android guy. I can only watch on my tablet. I could have gone to get a $35 Chromecast, I suppose, to watch it. Or you could watch on a desktop computer, which I am not going to do. And so I pretty much wasted my two-week trial of YouTube TV. 
I, I gave it another shot and did a five-day trial this past weekend, and it is a good service. You can't really argue with it. They don't sling, can, nickel, and dime you a little bit or make you feel like you're being nickeled and dimed if you wanted to get everything that you wanted. YouTube's pretty simple. The package is the package. You've got 40-plus channels involved there. There is DVR storage in the cloud with no extra cost. It's included in the service. The channel selection's pretty good. If you're doing sports, and I've talked a lot about sports, but that is a major consideration for me, you do get ESPN and ESPN2. You get the regional sports network, so you've got Fox Sports Indiana, Fox Sports Ohio, you'll get Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2, along with FX, FX Movies, and FXX. You've got the Golf Channel. Uh, News-wise, you do have MSNBC and Fox News Channel. You get E, you get ABC, Disney XD, BBC America, and the Big Ten Network's in there. And they do have some of the local channels available for watching live in this market. You have CBS, RTV, which is the ABC channel here in town, and you have WTHR, which is the NBC affiliate. For YouTube TV here in this market, it doesn't appear that Fox is streaming. Now, while they don't have the $5 add-on packages that you'll find on Sling, YouTube TV does have add-ons for Showtime for $11, and they also have Fox Sports Soccer Plus for $15, so if you need to watch some Bundesliga, you'll be able to do that. And they do have the Big Ten Network, which is, like I've mentioned before, a pretty big deal for me. It's a nice interface. It's not great. And again, that's something you're going to find with all of these services. The streaming feels very YouTube-y. If you've used YouTube, the app on Roku, or you've used YouTube, the app on a phone, it feels a lot like that. So you'll, you'll get a nice selection of channels. Video playback's pretty smooth. I haven't noticed a lot of hitches. Here and there, you'll see it. It kind of turned into a slideshow during a game the other night, and I reloaded the channel, and then it was fine. You'll get that. We don't have a robust internet connection here. We're at 6 Mbps, which is just enough to be able to stream a couple of things at the same time and, and not have too much problems with it. But occasionally it does get jammed up, but it's not perfect. It sounds pretty good. You've got the cloud DVR. You've got your local channels. You've got ESPN and your Fox Sports networks. There's no good way to bounce back and forth between channels. There's no recall button, at least on the Roku app, that I can find out or that's... It may be there, but if it is, it's not something that's easy to find and easy to figure out. I've, I've pushed a lot of buttons on the remote, and there aren't many buttons on a Roku remote if you've seen one. Can't seem to quite figure that out. And then again, that could be operator error, not necessarily a problem with the service itself. A biggie. Real big one here. There are no Turner networks on YouTube TV right now. So you don't have TBS you don't have TNT, and you don't have True TV. Not really all that important, probably, unless you like to settle in and watch a Seinfeld rerun here and there. TBS does run a lot of the syndicated comedies. Pretty enjoyable uh, show to have. TNT shows some basketball here and there, and they also have a pretty decent selection of movies and uh, some pretty decent shows as well. I don't really watch a lot of true TV, but what I do know is that when March rolls around and we're talking March Madness and NCAA basketball, 
you're not going to have those channels on YouTube TV. Kind of a big deal. Now, they probably will have access to the March Madness app as they have in the years past, which can make up for that. So that's a, that's a solution. Let you pick any game and watch any game in any region and all that good stuff. If you want to watch it sort of in the traditional TV way on TNT or TBS or True TV, it's not going to be there. And I also mentioned a con earlier, and it's probably not YouTube TV's fault so much, but they didn't immediately launch with Roku. So when I signed up for my two-week trial, I didn't get a two-week trial really because I couldn't really watch it. I'm not going to sit at home and watch TV on a tablet. And I wasn't going to go out and buy a Chromecast in order to give it a shot because I have a Roku, and I like my Roku. And it's one of the bigger streaming box services out there. So why they didn't get that settled on a little bit earlier, who knows. But it did come out this past week, and that's why I gave it another shot. I used an alternate account and got a five-day trial and don't really have too many bad things to say about it. it it's got a nice channel selection. It's It's got a decent interface. Not great. Uh, I, I think it's affordable. I think you get pretty good bang for your buck. And if you can live... Without those Turner networks, I think you'll you'll find a, enough there for you. I do not, however, see the Hallmark Channel, which may be a deal breaker for some people. The other one that I've tried, and I've used this one for about almost a month, my trial is up next week. It's the Direct TV Now service, and it comes with packages that start at $35 a month, and you get a good amount of channels for $35 a month. It's about 60 of them. And it does include ESPN, and it does include the um, Fox Sports Networks. You do have TNT and TBS. You've got your Turners in there. You've got the Fox News Channel. You've got FX, Disney XD's in there. You get Bravo, Animal Planet, AMC is there, A&E is there. You can keep an eye on our government with C-SPAN and C-SPAN 2. You've got Sci-Fi, Turner Classic Movies. So it, it, and that's just a, a few of them. NBC Sports Network's in there. So, you know, that's that's not too bad. If you add $15 to your monthly fee and you pay 50 you get 80 channels. And that'll add a few more, including the Big Ten Network. So if I wanted Big Ten, I would have to go with the $50 plan on DirecTV now. They do have the Paramount Network which used to be Spike TV, just rebranded. So you get about 80 channels with that. I'm not sure how many of those extra channels I would actually be watching. But uh, then they also have a package that's $60 a month. That includes 100 channels. And then their kind of their everything package is 70 bucks. That includes 120 channels. It looks like that does include stars, which is a premium channel. You would get the Hallmark Network if that's something that you would want to watch. DirecTV now is a lot like YouTube TV in the fact that you pay that flat rate. You get a decent amount of channels for that money. And you do get the ESPN and the Fox Sports channels. Plus, you've got your Turner channels, which is a big deal for some people. And it does include some local channels. And again, it's going to vary by market. And you're going to hear this again. The interface is a little on the clunky side. They have a channel guide, sort of a, a grid-style thing, you know, TV guide type of thing. And that's fine. But there, there's a big problem with it. If there's a college basketball game on ESPN, it'll just say college basketball. It won't tell you which college basketball game it is. And there's no info 
button or anything that you could press to find out what game it is. So if you want to know what it is, you just have to go to the channel and turn on and find out. Not the worst thing in the world, but kind of inconvenience. But what has been really bad for me on DirecTV now is they say they have the Fox Sports Networks, the regionals, and they, they do. They've got Fox Sports Midwest and Fox Sports Ohio. I go to the channel guide. It says there's an NBA game on between the involving the Pacers. I go over there. The Pacers game is not on. It is their regular Fox Sports Midwest programming. That has happened on multiple times, even when the TV guide says that there will be a Pacers game on there. That information is not correct. And so the first night I had my DirecTV Now trial, I tried to watch the Pacers. I turned it over there. It was MMA, UFC, something of that nature. No Pacers. What did I do? I exited right out of DirecTV Now and went right back into Sling and found Fox Sports Indiana, which the Pacers kind of play on a on Sling. They have several alternate channels for Fox Sports, and the Pacers channel where they're usually on is kind of at the end of the line, but it's there, and when it says the Pacers are on the channel, the Pacers are on the channel. So that, that was a big problem for me with DirecTV. Was it was telling me one thing was on. When I went there, it wasn't on. Another thing I don't particularly like about DirecTV now, all these services are going to load and buffer a little bit. It's just the nature. I mean, you're talking about streaming internet television, so yes, you're going to have that. really feels like when you try to bring up the live guide, which is just a TV grid of what's on each channel, it takes a little while for that to come up. That feels like that should be a little snappier. Now, I do know that DirecTV is planning to do some upgrades on this in the spring. That's going to include an unlimited cloud DVR, and I'm hoping that that will also include some smoothing out of some of the features because it's it's not great as far as the interface goes. I, I don't know why monkeys are the ones designing these user interfaces for these streaming TV services. Feels like they are. It's like the, the Comcast design people have infested the interface design for all these streaming services, and that virus is just spreading across everything because nothing feels intuitive. Everything feels like it loads slow, and it's all kind of clunky and that's just kind of how I feel about it and that's my experience as a user and I do have not the newest version of the Roku streaming stick but I have one of the more recent ones so these are apps that should be running better than they are and that's just one of those things that seems to be across all the services. Our next contender is Hulu Live. Now Hulu Live launched in indie I believe in the late summer. I gave it a try seven-day trial. It's about $40 a month. I pay $8 a month for the regular Hulu service. So you're really talking about plunking $32 on top of that. $7 more a month than it would be for Sling. If you don't pay for Hulu, if you're not a Hulu customer, then it's $40 a month. And I do have the version of Hulu that includes the commercials. We don't pay extra for the quote-unquote commercial-free version. Hulu's got a pretty nice package. To be perfectly honest, I didn't have too much of a problem with the Hulu package. You do get your ESPNs. You do get your Fox Sports Regional Networks. The Fox Sports Channel, Fox Sports Indiana, Fox Sports Ohio. You also get live local, all four of the networks here. 
uh, RTV6, the ABC affiliate, CBS4, Fox 59, and WTHR, which is the NBC affiliate, according to the guide here. Those are all live local channels that you get off of Hulu. So you, you get ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU, you get Goal Line, FS1, FS2, Freeform, FX, FXM, the Fox Movie Network, FXX, Golf Network, or the Golf Channel, Nat Geo, Nat Geo Wild, which I should mention I, I think most of the other services have had. That is a requirement for my wife. She loves Dr. Pull and the animal veterinarian shows. That is one of her things. So that's that's big for her, and it definitely has those. You've also got your Turner Networks, TNT, TBS, True TV, USA is in there. That's not a Turner Network, but it is in there as well. So it, it's a pretty good package. And they do they do have some premium add-ons for Hulu as well. I should have mentioned with DirecTV. Let's backtrack just a little bit. I, I omitted. You do have a cheap add-on for HBO. So if you pay $35 a month for the base package there on DirecTV, you add $5 for HBO. That's pretty good. That's That's a good deal. Because it tends to be one of the more expensive of the stand or the premium channels on Hulu. You have HBO, Cinemax, and Showtime. HBO is fifteen dollars a month. So yes, you're paying the forty dollar base price for that, but then you're going to have to add fifteen dollars for HBO if you want to watch Game of Thrones or anything that HBO does. Now HBO is a good service because they've got their movie catalog on there all their HBO originals, all their stuff's on there. So if you pay monthly for HBO, you're getting a pretty good deal because you're getting a lot of content. Showtime, haven't used in a while. Don't watch as many, don't watch many, any shows really from Showtime, but it's nine bucks a month. And then Cinemax is $10 a month. One thing that stood out for me about Hulu Live is I didn't care for the interface, the way it's set up. Hulu redid their app to incorporate the live TV into the regular Hulu app. It's a little counterintuitive. Couldn't find a real good way to navigate that. And so that's something that they need to look at. Now the pros, they, they do include cloud DVR. which So you can pick your shows and it'll record them for you and store them. And it's about 50 hours, I think, that'll do for you. And you can pay a little bit extra and get... I wouldn't call it unlimited cloud DVR, but a it's almost four times the storage size. So it, it should be more than enough for you. But, but the interface was not, in my opinion, was not great. So hopefully they'll work on that. The biggest hang-up that I had, you're probably tired of hearing me with hang-ups, but every service has stuff that will annoy you or confound you. And for me, it was the fact that they've got the Big Ten Network, which, again, YouTube TV... And DirecTV now have it, but Sling does not. Hulu has Big Ten Network. There was a problem, though. The weekend I tried my trial, the Indiana Hoosiers were playing a football game. They were on the Big Ten Network, but they were not the featured game. That was Ohio State, because, you know, why would you feature Indiana over Ohio State? But usually you'll find those games, if, if you have cable or any other services, Usually, they'll have the Big Ten alternate channels because sometimes the Big Ten network will show multiple games and 
in order to watch, you know, a, an IU game or a Purdue game, they may be on that alternate Big Ten channel. And that was the case with IU. Problem? Hulu didn't have the alternate TV channel for the Big Ten network. So you couldn't watch IU that weekend. If it's a service that you have, and one of the reasons you have it is so that you can watch an IU football game or a Purdue football game, and you can't watch that football game, that service is not worth it. What if this happens with a basketball game during the basketball season or another week where you wanted to watch a football game? So after that happened, I decided I would go ahead and cancel my Hulu Live service. And unfortunately, that was day two or three into the seven-day trial. When I canceled the service, then it canceled my Hulu Live trial as well. I would like to note that I canceled my YouTube TV trial, which is a five-day trial, on the first day of the trial, and they're like, oh, we're sorry you didn't like the service, but you can use it until the end of your trial. Same thing with DirecTV Now. I didn't want to get billed for it. I just wanted to try it out. I had a month. I canceled it early, and they're like, oh, we're sorry to have you. If we, We'd like you to give us another shot. You can continue using the service until you, your month is over, whereas Hulu just cut me off right away. That may have just been like a little glitch. may have been a mistake. But it definitely stuck out in my mind. I didn't really, I, I got to use the service for a couple of days, and it was a weekend, which is when I tend to watch more television. So I, I did get a chance to use it, just not to the full extent of a whole week. That left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, too, because a customer experience is everything. I didn't really complain about it, because it's a couple of days, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized I should have probably contacted them said hey this thing happened could i at least have a couple more days on this trial to try it out and hulu does have the turner networks as i mentioned but it does not have the amc networks if you're a walking dead fan or you watch any other shows on amc and they've got a lot of good original content you're not going to find it there no ifc which they occasionally have a good movie on here and there it's good for a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, and you won't find BBC America either. So, you know, if you need to watch six episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation in a row, you're not going to have that opportunity with Hulu Live. For the most part, our cord-cutting life has worked really well. We've saved quite a bit of money per month because we took a $120 cable bill. It was really closer to 130 I think, actually. But we took that, and we pay $8 for Hulu and $25 for Sling. So we cut our cable bill from $120 or $130 to about $33 bucks between the Sling package. So between the $8 that we pay for Hulu and the $25 that we pay for Sling, we took our bill from about $120 or $130 down to $33 per month. And that Gives you a little bit more wiggle room in the monthly budget. You do learn to make some compromises, obviously. I don't have ESPN, and I don't have the Big Ten Network. There are ways to work around those things. Borrow a login from a friend uh, comes in handy sometimes. Or go watch it at Buffalo Wild Wings or a bar or something like that. Watch it over to a friend's house. You know, pay for the pizza. Go over there, watch it. But I, I, the nice thing about it is, with all of these services, now they do have all... If you have a Roku, they, they do have apps on the Roku. If you have a Roku, I know that each one of them has an app on the Roku. Hulu's available on Android. It's available on Roku. You've got Xbox. It is on Amazon Fire TV. YouTube TV is available, obviously, on Google Chromecast. That's what it launched on. You've got it on Roku. You've got it on Apple TV. You've got it on Android TV. 
Xbox One, and I think several smart TVs also have apps that work with that service. Most of them allow you to have at least two streams so that you can watch a couple programs at the same time. Sling's available on Apple TV, iOS, Roku, Amazon Fire, Chromecast, Xbox One, Android TV, the Air TV player. It's also Windows and Chrome, plus some of your smart TVs as well. As for DirecTV now, it's available on Apple TV, on Android, smartphones and tablets, Amazon Fire TV, and the TV Stick. It's on the Chromecast. It supports Google Cast. You'll find it on some of the smart TVs. It's also available for streaming in your internet browsers. And now it's also on Roku. So you'll find all of these services can be used on just about anything. And, and maybe some of you don't have any problem watching TV on a tablet or on a computer screen, or on a laptop, and that's fine for me. The Roku works great. I'd rather have the nice TV and sit on the couch and watch. But I would encourage you, if you're stuck with cable and you don't really like it, if you feel like it's too expensive, give these streaming services a try. There's no risk for it. They're affordable. You can get a one-week trial. Sometimes, as in the case with DirecTV, when I bought a Roku, it came with a one-month trial. Probably the biggest sticking point for a lot of people will be your internet speed. Can it handle the streams? And that's just going to depend. I, I, we have a 6 six Mbps connection here, and, and that will make a lot of people laugh because that's not a lot. But it works well for us, for our streaming purposes. My wife streams a lot of stuff. I stream a lot of stuff. She has a Roku in the TV room, and I have a... Roku in the room where I watch a lot of stuff, you know, I'll stream a game and she'll stream Nat Geo stuff, and it works well for us. So I, I guess in summary, what I'm saying is just weigh your options, look at the different things that are out there, see what local channels are available to you, and go with it. And if you live in fairly close to a metropolitan area, you'd be silly not to get something like a Mohu Leaf or one of those flat antennas that you can get from Amazon, because those things will pick up your local channels. That'll help you watch your local news if you're into that, help you watch your shows. You probably won't have great DVR functionality, because over-the-air DVR would be another podcast entirely. And like I said, my wife and I tend to rely on Hulu and use that more as our DVR if we don't watch a program live. And that works for us. Well, hey, thanks for listening today. You can find me on Twitter at Statomatty, that's S-T-A-T-O-M-A-T-T-Y. You can shoot me an email at matt at mattadamswriter.com. You can also find me at my home on the internet, my often neglected blog at mattadamswriter.com. You can also find out about some of my books and the different projects that I'm working on. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys.